Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Listen, you all know on this show we have a really good, honest, Conversations. I have Dr. Catherine Sharif and Dr. Nicole Dugan um, on with me today. Dr. Catherine Sharif is the professor and vice chair of the Department of Medicine at Thomas Jefferson University. She's an internist who believes that women's health is more than reproductive health. I know that because I went to see her as a patient two weeks ago and just had the best time talking to her <laughs> and knowing my numbers. She th- she just told me she said you're the only patient I know in your zip code that is managing diabetes with diet. (laughs) It's a great compliment. And Dr. Nicole L. Dugan graduated from Temple University Master and Doctor of Physical Therapy Program in 1997 and 2003, respectively. She is an APTA board certified clinical specialist in women's health, and she spent 18 years working at Penn Medicine, Good Shepherd Penn Partners, developing and mentoring in both the pelvic floor, lymphedema, and cancer rehabilitation program, and a women's health residency. She's currently working at Jefferson Health. Now, Dr. Sharif says she is a rock star, that Dr. Dugan is a rock star. Now, let me tell you why we're having this conversation. They will discuss pelvic health, which is so important for women in regard to sexual function, bladder, bowel control, and the ability to give birth. And they will also talk about the different things women can alter in their lifestyle to improve their pelvic health as it pertains to their diet, exercise, and other healthy habits. Good morning, Dr. Dugan and Dr. Sharif, and welcome to The Source. Good morning. I had to give the people the thing. So I am a woman of a certain age. I like to get in my car around August. And I drive across the country and I drive back with my friend, Denise Parham James. The first year we did it, uh, we were going across the uh, South Dakotas and we were going miles and miles and miles. And we did not see a restroom. And I said, I'm going to pee on myself. This is, this is not. So I stopped with when I found a Target or a Walmart, I went and got the pens. She laughed at me, Andrea, but I was, I never had to use it, but at least I knew I had the security. Also, when I laugh real hard or I sneeze hard or I cough hard, woohoo. <laughs> so, and I'm just being really honest with all of you because I want us to be transparent about what we experience as women. Now, my sister, who is a, a nurse and her husband, who is a doctor, she says, you've got to do those pelvic floor, whatever, you know, the exercise, the, the Kegel exercises. And she said, it's not natural that you your bladder weakens. Does, is that true? Does, is, is it not natural that your bladder weakens over age? Well, your pelvic floor muscles might be weaker over age, but not just age. There's lots of things that happen in life, such as um, weight, coughing sneezing, uh, asthma, et cetera, smoking, not good for the pelvic floor muscles, et cetera. And of course, you know, um, the the miracle that the pelvic floor muscles do, which is um, allow a significant amount of stretch mm-hmm. to be able to um, birth life. Mm-hmm. Amazing, the pelvic floor muscles actually stretch almost two and a half times their length when you're delivering, wow. right? But incredible. yeah, it's incredible. And they come back, right? But <laughs> in, 
but you know, like something like uh like the quadriceps muscle. So you know, we there's a lot of rehab conversation about athletes, you know, et cetera, and they get their rehab and et cetera. But the quadriceps muscle can only stretch one and a half times before it fails, but the pelvic floor muscles two and a half times. So what you're sitting on right now has so much power. It's incredibly designed, incredibly designed. Wow. So what, to to what end are we having these pelvic issues um, now as women? Because I see women showing up as a urologist, um, you know, uh, with all kinds of issues. What are the issues? What are the symptoms of uh, women who are struggling with pelvic floor um, issues? How do we know that this is an issue for them, A? And B, what are the symptoms that they should recognize at home that would tell them that they need to go see a doctor? Well, uh, I know you have a broad audience. So I will say pelvic floor issues aren't just for women. There are many men that have pelvic floor issues. So I'm just going to let everybody Dugan. be included in the conversation. Hold on, Dr. Dugan. <laughs> yes. Say more. Say everybody more. has a pelvic floor. It's what you're yes. sitting on right now, right? And what does the pelvic floor do? In all genders, the pelvic floor is important for sexual function, reproductive function, bladder, con- bladder control, uh-huh. controlling your pee, uh-huh. And bowel control, but also the pelvic floor talks to the hip. So when you're walking, standing, jumping, the pelvic floor communicates left hip to right hip to balance. Right. So basically, walk, talk, sneeze, breathe, laugh, everything that you do, the pelvic floor is involved. Okay. So your symptoms might appear as leaking, constipation, incontinence, hip pain, sexual arousal problems, pain with penetration, any of those can be problems that you might present in the pelvic area because the muscles are off balance and some other things, yeah. So are you telling me, <laughs> oh, wait a minute, are you telling me that your pelvic floor is off balance when you're having sexual arousal problems or you have having vaginal dryness? Can be. you're saying to me? Can be, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Dr. Dugan, you're about to have a flood of people. (laughs) (laughs) Andrea, I told you Dr. Dugan is a legend. Unbelievable. (laughs) Why have why have I never heard this before? Well, because it's an area that people don't like to talk about because of shame or fear or pride or whatever. People don't like to talk about the pelvic area. So therefore, what is silence now gets ignored, and then therefore we end up with lots of problems that not always can be helped by medication. And the research actually shows level one evidence. Organize your pelvic floor muscles, and um, many of the conditions can be organized with low barrier entry to um, to care. Okay, all right, Doctor Dugan. Meaning, it's not complicated. It's it, not complicated. You address the correct area. Yeah, thank you. I have to tell you, in medical school, we learned zero about this. And about 20 years ago, someone at my hospital, women's medical, asked me, um, where's the where's the pelvic floor? And I was like, you mean the fifth floor? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, thank yeah. you for your for your authenticity, Dr. Sharif, because it, it just shows how we're not talking about it. 
And the first time I recognized that there was a situation was I go with my husband to the urologist and I saw a bunch of women and I couldn't figure out what was going on there. Right. Because I make the I I make the and, and, and maybe I'm the only one that does this. I thought that the urologist, only the men were going to the urologist. And the, the same assumption I made with the pelvic floor is that only women, because we only hear women talking about the pelvic floor. How often do you get men in your office with pelvic floor issues and how did they identify it as such? Yeah, not all pelvic floor therapists treat men, but I treat all genders. Um, part of that's just because I have so many years of experience and... Um, but it's also so important because, you know, people will come in and their partners are having issues. So I end up seeing both people or, oh, or, or so forth. But, you know, we have men and women in, the, in, our, in our practice and also transgender patients, because when you start changing your hormones yes. and changing surgery and so forth, you have to reorganize the muscles in a different way. So we mm-hmm. see people of all genders. Oh, wow. Yeah. What, <laughs> what are some things that can be done at home? Um, to help with the pelvic floor issues, or is there nothing we can do at home? You can do it at home. The problem is, is that many people just don't know what they're doing. So, for example, if I said to the audience, and everybody can try right now, you're on your morning drive, right? Mm-hmm. Squeeze your pelvic floor muscles. If your glutes are raising up, that's not pelvic floor, that's your butt. Oh. If you're que- squeezing your thigh, if you have to hold your breath, squint your eyebrows, that kind of thing. That, that's not pelvic floor. Your pelvic floor is your pelvic floor. So it actually is, as much as it does, it's not a super kind of, it's not a super noticeable muscle group. So therefore, right. when you're doing it at home, that could be fine, but right. oftentimes people don't know what they're doing. So a proper examination is helpful. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, the other thing I will say is it's not always about tightening the pelvic floor and squeezing harder. Okay. okay. Sometimes people are in such high tone. They're like pelvic floor is like a clenched fist. You can't clench it any harder, but you really need to relax it in order to get a stronger contraction. So if you're one of those people who are walking around in the world with a high tone pelvic floor, just kind of in high guard, high tone, then doing more squeezing isn't going to help the scenario. You need to relax and let go. And then we also teach people how to organize. I say organize their muscles, coordinate. It's about coordination. Right. We got to coordinate. (laughs) (laughs) Nicole, you know, I'm really glad you mentioned that about the squeeze, because I think that people equate pelvic floor disorders with doing kegels yes it's that's simplistic beyond belief that has really this is an extraordinarily complex area okay all right so what can we do to change in our what changes can we do in our lifestyle to help our pelvic floor issues because i cannot tell you how many women i have talked to with uh dry uh dry vaginas right or men quietly with erectile dysfunction um what can we do in terms of changing our lifestyle to help to change some of these things that we're dealing with right now so finding your pelvic floor correctly being able to squeeze your pelvic floor coordinate with your muscles like i said not substituting with the other muscle groups Mm -hmm. Um, but overall general health, general exercise, particularly for erectile issues, you know, erection and sexual arousal is about blood flow. So if you're in good cardiovascular health, you can have good, um, you've got one of the, one of the ingredients for good sexual arousal. 
from certainly um, to go to the back end, mm-hmm. um, not being constipated, eating fiber, drinking water and electrolytes, not being constipated. So your pelvic floor isn't holding on to things. And you can have, again, normal coordination, a normal let go so things can come out, a normal squeeze so things can hold in. So healthy, um, healthy diet, exercise, the general recommendations for all of the things that everybody says, right? They, they also coincide for the pelvic floor. What do you say to doctors who would prescribe medication for this? Sometimes medication is indicated, um, but... For many things, overactive bladder, stress urinary incontinence, constipation, fecal incontinence, um, the research shows pelvic floor muscle training, behavioral training is first first line of defense. So that's really where we should be going. And many people can educate on getting more fiber, getting more electrolytes, getting more water. We put as pelvic health, we put everything together. So it's not like I'm just the urologist looking at right. the pee problems or GI right. looking at the bowel problems. I'm right. looking at the whole thing front to back right. and also looking at the hip. A lot of people aren't looking at the hip and the musculoskeletal piece. That's why the physical therapist is a little bit more comprehensive to look at it all. Right. And yeah. and, and so your office does all of this? Yes. <laughs> Can I say one more thing? Because you did ask about dry vaginas. Yes. And over a certain age, because of decreasing hormones, et cetera, um, you will have decreased lubrication in the vaginal canal. And it's okay to use lube. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty liberal with it. I got packets. I'm giving it away. Yeah, know? that's what I'm talking about. It's okay, okay. To, it's okay but, to use lube. It's not a problem. But again, Dr. Dugan, nobody wants to talk about this stuff. I don't understand why we. it's such shrouded in such secrecy. But if you're having pain with intercourse, Mm-hmm. It is not okay to just l- use lube, have a glass of wine, and bear with it. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. I'll put the step. I'll put my foot down on that. Okay. Lube is okay, but if you're having pain or whatever, mm-hmm. that's not a bear through situation. It's supposed right. to be enjoyable. So Absolutely. there might be some other things we can look at. Absolutely. I ask you these questions because in the African American community. Everything is so hush hush, right? And we're dying from things that we don't have to die from. Uh, someone, uh, Raven Simone's 31 year old brother, Blaze, died from colon cancer after being diagnosed with it for two years. What are some of the signs that people need to know at home if you're, if you're experiencing something at home that says you need to go get your colon checked, even if you're young? Well, my specialty is not colon cancer. I got it. But, you know, but you talked about uh, going to the bathroom, right? right? How many times a day should we be going to the bathroom? There's a wide range. But when you do go, the, the range is from one day, de- one once a day to up to three days. Me personally, okay. I think once a day is good, healthy. Whatever you're holding on to is basically stuff that your body doesn't need. So the more you're holding on to it, your body's just recycling dirty water. Mm. So you don't need to be holding on to your stool. You should be coming out because you're moving, because you're getting good fiber, you're getting good water and electrolytes. So bowel health is actually very important. And your pelvic floor muscles need to relax so that you can let things out. You got me so (laughs) intrigued about this pelvic floor muscle. Are you still accepting patients, ma'am? Because there's a whole lot of people listening. (laughs) 
Are you still accepting patients? Yeah, Jefferson Health, we have a lot of pelvic floor therapists. Um, and um, yes, I am accepting patients. Yeah, so I, yes, I, 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 I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to, I need to come at this next stage. In, and I mean, I feel I'm relatively healthy. Dr. Uh, uh, Sharif will tell you, she looked at all my numbers. But these are the things that I want to experience so I can share yeah. with people about what the experience was like so that they can lose the stigma of going. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense, Dr. Dugan? Yeah, and so, yeah, I'm here at Jefferson Center City, and I think you know, in other countries, it's standard of care for um, birthing women to have a pelvic floor consultation after delivery. Right. Not standard of care in this country. Not that's at all. <laughs> yes, that's a problem. We need to fix that. But yeah, access to care. But you know, there's a whole problem with you know maternal health anyway in, in America. Um, yeah, but that's one of the issues. Is like you know, like look, let's figure out what people are doing. Give them a comprehensive pregnancy affects so many different systems: musculoskeletal, your cardiovascular, your memory, your yeah. hormones, your muscles, your calcium, everything. everything. Everything's affected, yeah. and you know, just getting a nice screen after. Um, after delivery, even before delivery, people are having postural problems. We can prep people for delivery, all those things. So around the term, there is so much potential for healing with physical therapy that is untapped. untapped. Mm. You know what? Because we are disease-based, not health-based. You know, we don't go until there's a problem. Nobody, the doctors don't know what the pelvic floor is. Um, and then we're drug based more than anything. Yeah. You know, drugs are us. That's how yeah. we treat medication. That's how we treat yeah. problems. Yeah. 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 And I'm trying to find uh, physicians that are more holistic. Not when we need the medication. Yes, I get it. But I also know that food heals. Right. And food, when done used properly, can keep us healthier for longer periods of time. Um, and so I want to continue to talk to people who are willing to use the physical therapy, teach us how to do things more naturally versus just piling on. I have people, I know people with 15 and 16 pill bottles on their, on their dressers, on their tables, because they're taking a pill for this and a pill for that and a pill for that. And you look up and they're killing their livers because they're, they're so filled with all the stuff that is supposed right. to be helping, but it's not treating anything. Other than yeah. just taming the symptoms. Am I making sense, Dr. Dugan? Sometimes the simple stuff is so simple, it's hard to accept. Yeah. But it, it can, it, you know, and, and I say simple, the pelvic floor muscle, it can be a little bit tricky to coordinate, but it's not complex like medication and surgery and right. involved in that way. And so there is a low barrier to really finding help. Yeah. Um, and you, you mentioned diet. I just want to say like, um, yeah, like we need to learn how to read food labels. I've had yeah. so many conversations with people about, you know, in the African-American population, we have a lot of dairy sensitivity, right? And so people think it's lactose. Lactose is only the sugar that's in milk. It's not all the other ingredients. There's so many things inflammatory in cow's milk. So I might suggest, why don't you take out dairy for a couple of weeks and see how it feels? Like, oh, I use dairy if I have to go. Well, that means that it's not sitting well with you. You shouldn't <laughs> right, be using right. it. But then you look at the food ingredients and there's some there's some products that are marked dairy-free. And then you look at the fine print, it's a 2% milk derivatives. 
Well, the marketing allowed them to put that on there. So people are using this product thinking that they're um, doing well and they're not. So, you know, we also need to just be aware of um, kind of be taught different things about it's not just lactose intolerance. There's other things in dairy. Maybe just take that out. There's a lot of products available, right? Mm-hmm. Um, et cetera. So I feel like just comprehensively looking at things like you said, not just how we're exercising but and moving, but how we're eating, what we're eating, and looking at the labels and understanding that. If if people would like to make an appointment with you, where do they call, madame? Because they're going to call the radio station. Ah, this. <laughs> <laughs> where do they call? Where do they so, call? I'm in Jefferson in Center City. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, nine, on 9th Street, 9th and Market. Um, and the phone number here is 215 955 1200. And so that's the. your office staff, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let them know before my. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're I'm, 9th and yeah, Market. I'm okay. Center City location, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and you accept all kinds of insurances? Yeah, because I'm part of the Jefferson Health System. Okay. It's a wonderful okay. thing. We can take all the insurances and the Medicaid products. Okay. That works Dr. great. Dr. Dugan, I know uh, there are people listening today going, I didn't know how to have this conversation, but it is happening on the air. And so let's figure out how we can help one another. And there's no need for us to walk around in shame when we can actually be helped the best way we know how to. Dr. Catherine Sharif, is there anything you'd like to add before we say goodbye? Thank you. You always bring the best guests on. (laughs) Oh, oh, uh, uh, Dr. Dugan, can I just say? is a legend. Or did I already say that? All right. Yeah. No, thank you so much. Every time I talk to you, I learn something. Lots of things. Thank you. It's amazing. So you will be getting a call from me because I'm doing the whole top of my head to the soles of my feet workout as I get older to make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So I'm going to come see you and then I'll tell the people I'll come back and tell the people, (laughs) you know, what I experienced because oftentimes folks (laughs) won't do it unless someone does it before them and let them know. Thank It'll you. be my pleasure. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Dugan. Look forward to talking to you. Dr. Dr. Catherine Sharif, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. I appreciate the both Thank of you. you. Thank Have you for hosting Dr. Dugan. You're quite welcome. Thank All you. right. Bye-bye. You. You're welcome. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 